Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Lara Marie Shanehalls. And I'm Carrie O'Donnell. And together, we are the hosts of Sexy Unique Podcast, a podcast for geniuses about reality TV, pop culture, and every once in a while, a tangent about 9-11. I mean, it really affected all of us. On Sexy Unique Podcast, we insist on discussing the creme de la creme of reality television. From the current season of Vanderpump Rules to tried and true classics like early seasons of Real Housewives of New Jersey, to underrated gems like VH1's Rock of Love, and even Gallery Girls, we're talking about all of it. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Sexy Unique Podcast now on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever podcasts matter. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Welcome back to Storytime with M. This is a bonus episode from M's Books and Cats podcast. I'm sharing my book feelers a chapter or two a week, and this week is chapter 17. Enjoy. Hello, sweetheart. Neil murmured into my hair as he gripped me in an uncomfortably tight embrace. Fancy finding you here. He released me and motioned for an agent to grab me. Hands clamped down on my arms and held me in place. What are you doing here, Jane? Neil pinched the bridge of his nose with his fingers and sighed. I never thought I'd find you with the witch. The fingers holding my arms dug painfully into my flesh, and I winced. Neil waved his hand impatiently. All right, come on. Let's go. I'm going to tell Hench here to let you go. You're not going to run, right? It's better if I don't have to kill you. I nodded, but my voice betrayed me. Neil grinned and snapped his fingers. He spun around and marched down the street. The morning workers were spilling from their apartments and descending on the city center for another day of mindless work. Most of them passed without even acknowledging me and the heavily armored agents around me. They sidestepped the rubble on the sidewalk and continued on their way. Same as always. I strained to find familiarity in the sea of expressionless faces. I kept hoping for just a glimpse of my mother or father. Neil was leading us away from the city center and down a familiar route. I knew these bland streets well. A small flicker of hope lit my heart. Neil was bringing me home. We stopped outside the nondescript gray door. I knew every dent and chip in the paint. I placed my hand on the door and Neil smiled. Empty. My parents were gone. He unlocked the door and ushered me inside. The apartment was the same as it had always been. Only the energy was gone. I could feel the vacuum of their absence. Neil was watching me closely. He wore an expression of curiosity and subtle disgust, like he was examining a strange new kind of horrific insect. You know they're gone. His voice was soft and trailed off with a hint of amazement. You know. Yes. My voice broke, but it was working again. You're one of them. 
His eyes glittered with the excitement of a predator about to pounce on its prey. I didn't know there were any left. Just Mills. His breathing was rapid and getting faster. I could feel his heartbeat. The energy around him was murderous. I tried to back away, but his hands grabbed me and forced me forward. Neil was grinning and lightly grinding his teeth. You, he said, pointing a finger in my face aggressively, are not possible. How are you possible? He poked me in the chest and made a strange, choked sound. A laugh? He motioned for me to sit down on the sofa, and I sank cautiously onto the scratchy, familiar fabric. He sat in a straight-back chair across from me and watched me silently. The room filled with color. Neil's dark electric rage was woven now with violet curiosity and a hint of deep blue fear. Just a little, but it was growing. Whatever I was, Neil was afraid of me. I finally understood my power. Being different wasn't always bad. There was a tangible shift, and suddenly I could see my own light. Pale pink and smooth, like wisps of smoke flitting through the murkiness around us. Neil felt the change, too. His eyes grew wide, but before he could speak, the door swung open, and Cal entered. Everyone jumped to their feet, and the agent saluted him. Neil rolled his eyes. You're late, he huffed. Sorry, Cal said with a wide grin. Something came up. I'm here now. You're relieved. Neil gave him a half-hearted salute and slammed the door on his way out. Cal shook his head and sighed. Follow him. Make sure he gets back to headquarters. The agents nodded, saluted, and with another door slam, Cal and I were alone in the apartment. He flopped down onto the chair Neil had vacated and grinned at me. He was different. I couldn't read him very well. Everything was hazy around him, a murky green I could not penetrate. You need to stop, he said with a grin. Can't get through this guy. He pointed at himself and stood up. What's going on, Cal? Where's Gwen? That made him pause, but he shook his head and started toward the door. No time for any of that now. We need to get out of here before he comes back. I followed him out into the hall. I had never trusted Cal, and I could not erase the image of Gwen from my mind. Still, given a choice between him and Neil's wild-eyed expression, I found I'd rather take a chance on Cal. He moved quickly down the hall to a green metal door leading to a cement stairwell. As he started to climb to the floors above, I stopped. Wait, shouldn't we go down? We'll get trapped up there. Cal had stopped when I spoke and watched me through the curtain of hair obscuring his face. He tossed it out of his way and locked eyes with me. Trust me. And for some reason I did. We climbed quickly to the floor above, and I was panting and gasping for breath when we reached the landing. Cal pushed through an identical green metal door, and we entered a hallway that looked exactly like the one I'd walked for the first twelve years of my life. Cal opened an identical door, which revealed an identical apartment. It also stood empty. What is this? Cal flopped onto the dusty sofa and motioned for me to join him. My dad's place. Well one of them. He has them all over the city. My stomach did somersaults as I realized what he had said. I had forgotten. Cal's dad owned Silent Tree's Wellness Center. Cal watched the recognition dawn on my face and he laughed. The sound was jarring. 
I felt the urge to run and was about to spring from the sofa when his hand clamped down on my wrist. Don't run, he said in a low voice. I am not going to hurt you, but they will. This whole building is going to be swarming with them, and the one apartment they are forbidden to search is this one. You're safe here. He released my wrist and slumped back against the couch with his arms crossed over his chest. His expression was hurt and annoyed, and before I could stop it, a small laugh escaped my lips. He looked like a pouty child, and it all seemed so ridiculous. He grinned back and uncrossed his arms. Sorry. I'm just really sick of being the bad guy. I know that sounds weird, but it's true. I don't agree with anything that my dad and his henchmen are doing. Not anymore. I think when he started out, he really did want to help people. I don't understand. I felt like I had in school when I was called on to answer something that I did not remember learning. I was missing a lot of information. Cal pulled a tablet from his coat pocket and tapped on it. Distrust was coiling in my guts. My muscles tensed to run. Oh, cut it out, Cal said, putting the tablet back into his pocket. You can trust me, please. Things will be much easier if you do. He patted his pocket with a smile. I was checking your file. They caught you early. You don't have any idea what I'm talking about, do you? No. Want to fill me in? Cal put his feet up on the table. His heavy black boots scuffed the wood. Outside the apartment were the sounds of shouting and heavy footsteps. Cal motioned for me to be quiet. What about this one? Off limits, move on. What? That's stupid. Someone banged on the door. The sound made me jump and I clapped my hands over my mouth before I could cry out. Satisfied? I said move on. We could hear the grumbling of the first agent as they moved down the hall, and eventually we heard them give an all clear. I realized I'd been holding my breath. We're good now. And since no one's moved in downstairs yet, we should be safe here for a few days at least. Cal ran a hand through his hair, and it settled back over his face. Tell me everything. He nodded. That's going to take a long time. Let's cover the basics, shall we? Why do you all talk like that? Cal laughed. It still made me cringe. I don't think I'll ever get used to the sound. Neil and I went to the same school. A specialized school. Our instructors spoke that way. It's how we recognize each other in the outside world. Distinctions like that are not usually allowed, but our fathers are very wealthy. Cal removed his feet from the table and stood. He paced the small room as he spoke. The school taught us many things, the basics, of course, but also acting, hunting, interrogation. And if you make it into the advanced class, you get to learn about scientific experimentation. He saw my reaction. It came too quickly to be hidden. You understand what I mean. You know about the experiments. Niels mentioned those, right? Silent Trees supplies the school with specimens for our experiments, and we get to contribute to a better society for all. Not for the patients at Silent Trees. Not for anyone who's different. Cal laughed again, but it was a bitter, humorless sound. You don't have to tell me that. You already know my secret. You know I'm different, too. Not like you were Mills, or Gwen and the others, but still different. If my dad wasn't who he is, I would have been a patient, not a physician. How do you hide it so well? Practice. 
Listen, we don't have time to talk about me. You need a comprehensive understanding of the situation you're in, and Silent Trees is the least of your worries right now. He knocked his fist against a place on the wall, and a hidden panel slid away. Cal reached into the secret compartment and produced a bundle of ancient-looking papers, tied together with a dirty piece of string that was smooth from years of being handled. What is that? Everything in the city was clean and neat, shiny and new. That was progress. I had never seen anything so ancient and dirty. The pages were brown and torn. Patches of them had been worn smooth and the writing smudged out of existence. Cal laid them carefully on the table, and when he ran out of room, he set the rest of the bundle aside. These will do for now. This is history, Jane. The unedited version. I never even considered the past until recently. No one does. They don't teach it in school for a reason. It could spark ideas or cause unrest. Someone might have questions, and then what? It doesn't help society progress. Does Hiptiz even allow people to form questions or ideas? No. Most who found this would seem merely trash and nothing of value. Any words they could understand would float through their mind and out again, without leaving an imprint. They've tinkered with the dose so much over the years, they're close to wiping out all independent thought. For the good of society, of course. He pressed his lips together into a thin line and furrowed his brow. Another thing that would give him away eventually. Wrinkles were a sign of thought. He would need to be more careful with his expressions. Cal raised an eyebrow. I'm usually much more guarded, but here I can actually relax for a moment. Considering you've never been able to hide your emotions, you should probably take your own advice. How did you do that? How do you know what I'm thinking? He smiled. I told you I was different. And that is the end of Chapter 17, Book Lovers. I hope you're still enjoying Feelers. Join me next week for Chapter 18 and, of course, on Thursdays for M's Books and Cats podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, keep reading. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Laura Marie Shanehalls. And I'm Terry O'Donnell. And together, we are the hosts of Sexy Unique Podcast, a podcast for geniuses about reality TV, pop culture, and every once in a while, a tangent about 9-11. I mean, it really affected all of us. On Sexy Unique Podcast, we insist on discussing the creme de la creme of reality television. From the current season of Vanderpump Rules to tried and true classics like early seasons of Real Housewives of New Jersey to underrated gems like VH1's Rock of Love and even Gallery Girls, we're talking about all of it. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Sexy Unique Podcast now on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever podcasts matter. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.